This is the Retirement Key Podcast with Pat Volk, financial advisor of Abish Financial Services. What I enjoy is really looking out for folks and helping them retire successfully and really put a little bit of ease in their life. You've worked hard your whole life to earn and save. Now you need a plan to make that money work hard for you. It's a totally different day and age now. You have to embrace the change, but I've always said it's about the plan. It's not about the products. Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial want to help you unlock the keys to your retirement. And I'm Heather Branch here with Pat to talk about what you can be working on now as you prepare for the second phase of your financial life, focusing on your retirement years. You have worked for decades to earn and save. You now have this nest egg and you want to know that it's going to last through the years ahead. This is what Pat and the entire team at Abish Financial Services help folks in their office figure out and they can help you figure out as well. Of course, you can find this online anytime, retirementkeyradio.com and begin the conversation about your retirement savings plan there. Pat, how are you today? I'm doing fantastic. It's an interesting time of year always as we reflect on what was the years past when we are making our tax filings because that's always, I feel like I'm always aiming for zero and I always end up either getting more back than I want and that's actually not the worst case scenario. This year I'm writing a big old check to the government. <laughs> that's always a, That's always a hard hitter. But it does. It happens a lot. Do you find that there are more people calling the offices at Abish Financial Services in the, in the months of April and thereafter, mid to May, asking these questions? What did I do wrong? How do I do better next year? Very much so. Yeah. Uh, a lot of times it's just gathering statements. They uh-huh. don't know if they received their 1099s, things of that nature. Yeah. But it is also sometimes I just had a client recently that ended up having about a $7,000 excess liability. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing more painful yep. than having, uh, you know, spring awaken and then having to pay out additional funds. Right. That is an area that I've always been wanting to talk to people and bringing up tax projections to make certain that their withholding is done appropriately. Okay. Your taxes are a bill. Yeah. You know, I do not underpay, you know, my cell phone bill. Right. I don't overpay my cell phone bill. So there are ways of trying to do an estimate and run out what do we think your taxes are going to be in the year forward and let's adjust the withholding to make certain that we put enough in the government coffers. And I generally don't want to see a client get a refund of more than a thousand dollars. And I don't necessarily want to see them owing more than a thousand dollars. Okay. It is not the best savings plan. So basically give or take about a thousand on either side is where we need to really, that should be our goal. Correct. And unless there's been a drastic change last year is probably the place where we're going to start. What did your income tax look like last year? Mm -hmm. Let's just add on or subtract any of the adjustments and we can determine it. You know, it's a math calculation. Mm -hmm. What do we think the liability is going to be? And then we can then go back and adjust the withholding appropriately. The idea of taxes, the reason why I bring it up is because why we pay taxes. It's all about the income that we have. And when we're in our retirement years, creating the different sources of income, the different streams of income, that's obviously, I mean, that's the key to a good retirement plan is knowing where the money is coming from every week, every month, every year in the years ahead. What many people don't realize is that when it comes to our social security, we could pay taxes on that in our retirement. Is that not often a surprise for folks? 
Not really. Most folks do understand. I think where people are always surprised is that Social Security isn't 100 percent taxable. Okay. Most of our clients are making more than, you know, 30 some odd thousand dollars a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they are almost surprised that they don't have to pay 100 percent on their Social Security. It's okay, only 85 well, percent. Okay. But I do run into a lot of clients that are concerned about the viability of Social Security. Well, that's the big conversation that we are. We are just hearing more and more about what is going to happen with this government program, with the problem that has essentially become Social Security and the efforts that we keep hearing about in Congress to potentially, they some say they're going to raise Social Security for retirement age. I also heard a theory mm-hmm. they won't necessarily raise it to 70, but they'll make it 67 hard stop. Like you can't take it before 67. You got it. Mm-hmm. So there's different theories as to what might happen. But when it comes to the solvency of the program and what may happen in the years ahead, Pat, what does that mean for our retirement? It is a really reliable source of guaranteed income. And when we look forward, and I think everybody planning on it being there, they see it coming out of their paycheck, they're getting the estimates, Mm -hmm. or they can go online. I remember when they used to mail them to Mm -hmm. us. But it is a major part of most of our clients' retirement portfolio. A lot of folks say, I don't want to rely on it. Well, in some cases, we will be seeing folks being able to take out thirty, forty thousand dollars $40,000 or more mm-hmm. from Social Security. And to suddenly say, that's gone. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money. And if you just think about the 4% rule, which means if we need to withdraw 4% to have a portfolio last in perpetuity, Mm -hmm. if I was going to receive $40,000 a year from Social Security, that would mean I would have had to amass a million dollars in my bank account. Mm -hmm. So to suddenly have that reduced or any fear, that's a lot of money moving out the door, if that makes sense. It does. Okay. So when we talk about changes to Social Security, I don't like people to panic. I don't think this is a point of they're eliminating it, they're taking it away completely. No, that's not what's happening. Okay. When the system was put in place, we chose age 65 as the full retirement age. The only reason we had done that here in the United States is that the original Social Security system was built in Germany under the Kaiser, and the life expectancy was age 65. So we thought it worked well for them. We're going to adopt it over here. Okay. Well, that was back in the 1930s. Okay. And we are living much longer now. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe Social Security was ever meant to be the full retirement savings and income plan for anyone. It was really meant to help older individuals, widows, and children. But it has morphed into something completely different over the years. Okay. So if Social Security is running into problems, I shouldn't say if it's running into Mm -hmm. problems, it is running into problems. Mm -hmm. But understanding the two buckets of how it's actually funded, Social Security is funded by everyone who's working. We are all contributing into the system. And you may notice off of your paycheck, 7.65%. That's a combination of the Social Security, of your retirement, and of your Medicare, okay? Mm -hmm. But your employer is also paying 7.65 into the system. Okay. Those people who are self-employed know this very well because they have to pay both. They're actually paying 15.3%. You're kidding. I didn't know that. Yes. 
Okay. Self-employed individuals, when they get hit with that, they're like, oh, no. Whoa, yeah. So that is always going to be there. As long as we have folks working and we have folks paying into the system, there's going to be money in there. Where the problem has existed is that as the government has collected these funds, they should have been putting them to the side to, in essence, create a sum of money to be able to be paid out. But the government being the custodians that they are, They're they so basically good at spending. <laughs> they raided it and they filled it up with IOUs. Uh, so I'm old enough to remember when Al Gore was running for president, how he would always talk about the lockbox. Oh, the Social Security lockbox. Mm-hmm. Well, the lockbox was filled with nothing but paper. And that's really where when they say we have a Social Security crisis, it's not for everyone who's been working and paying into the system. We've done our side of it. It's the government that didn't do their side of it. They Mm -hmm. did not protect the assets appropriately. And now they are going to be forced to make some changes. It's not going to be a they're eliminating it completely or it's never going to change. They may increase the age. If they do increase it to age 70, that may you know, really go along with having additional reductions if you need to collect it a little bit earlier. Okay. I would really want folks to focus on if they do not do anything to change the system, what's really the worst case scenario? We're probably going to be able to continue anywhere from 65 to 70% of current benefits if they don't change anything. That's just because we still have people contributing, meaning working and paying into the system. It's the lockbox that Mm -hmm. we really have Mm -hmm. the problem with. Okay. So then we've been doing the right thing. It's the government that's messed the whole thing up. Also, you said you don't want people to panic about what may or may not happen with Social Security. So the question then is, when it comes down to the conversations you're having with folks there in your office who are worried about these things, who are mad at the government for not holding up their end of this bargain, what are our options then? What do we do? How do we make up for what might be needed if this income is reduced in our retirement years? Well, it kind of goes back to thinking of why were you so reliant on Social Security? Because it was a guaranteed source of income. Okay, It was a rock solid base that you could then start building upon. And that's really what you may want to look at as some alternatives. Do you have another guaranteed rock solid place to generate income from? And that may be bringing up different aspects of your plan. You know, I would ask, do you really think the stock market is going to give you a guaranteed income source? No, it can provide very good income, but it may be up. It may be down. You can see harvesting all of the gains that we received while the market was doing well. But you hit a year like 2022 and you have 15, 20 percent losses in your stock market portfolio. You shouldn't have to change your lifestyle because the market's going down. Right. My mortgage didn't change. My car payments didn't change. Mm -hmm. So just because the market's down doesn't mean I should change. So what are you doing to, in essence, replace that guaranteed income source? That's really a very interesting point when you think about it. People like the Social Security guarantee. People like pension guarantees. But when they have their own money, oftentimes they get hesitant. They're like, "Mm, I don't want to necessarily lock my money up. It's not that. We're trying to support and give you a guaranteed income stream. And that is really where you can use an annuity to provide guaranteed income on top of Social Security or Social Insecurity, if you want to call it that. 
on top of a pension. And that's really where I think a lot of people need to maybe start opening their eyes up to some other alternatives that may not have really come up while they were accumulating. You're not accumulating anymore in retirement. You're now paying down the assets that you have and having a rock solid income stream can sometimes be the biggest lifesaver that you've ever had. That's what we have to have. It's not about the lifesaver. It's about the life exister. What life are you living if you don't have the income that you need to live that life? So focusing back on the opportunities that we have to create those income streams, you brought up the word annuity and some people Mm. might be like, I don't want to talk about it. (laughs) I know. But the problem is not everyone is in the position to put all of their dollars in the market. It sounds great. It sounds like that's what you want to do. But there are a lot of people who need a guaranteed income stream. And for them to just dismiss an annuity offhand because they heard somebody on the radio or somebody on the TV say annuities are bad, Mm -hmm. they're shooting themselves in the foot. They haven't truly looked at what the products are. They haven't looked at what the features are. But they want the guaranteed income. You can't have your cake and eat it. You got to choose one or the other. But you also have to open your mind. I mean, how much has all of these things changed just in the past? Not even like decade. I know that a lot of things have changed. A lot of opportunities have opened up in the past two years because of rising interest rates and things of that nature. You got to stay open to your opportunities. I'm not doing the same. You know, I used to do a lot of individual bond ladders when I was at Goldman Sachs. I would say about 50 to 60 percent of my portfolios were individual bonds. Mm -hmm. Certainty of principle reasonable yield. Once yields collapsed in 2008, basically to zero, what guaranteed option were we going to go to? We weren't going to go to bonds. Stock market, that was great. Mm -hmm. We know interest rates have risen recently, but they're on the short end of the curve. Mm -hmm. You might be able to get 5% on a three-month bond or on a four-month bond or on a six-month bond. And you can even get maybe 4.6 in a money market, but that's temporary. You are in an environment of interest rate risk that they are eventually going to cut rates. We're in an environment right now where Powell is fighting inflation, but he also has the bank problem breathing down his neck. So the rising interest rates have really hit the banks very hard. So now we have a question. If Powell's confronted with fighting inflation or saving the banks, what do you think he's going to do? He's going to save the banks. I think he's going to save the banks. Yeah, he has and to. I, he has to. Yeah. So I do anticipate an interest rate cut, not imminently, but maybe towards the end of the summer or the beginning of fall. Okay. I think that's a very reasonable expectation. So all those folks who rushed into the money markets or rushed into the short-term bonds, they have reinvestment risk. Okay. Because now they have principal. It's not earning as much. Now where are we going to go? Maybe we could go to the market if the market is doing well, but- As I mentioned, we may be heading into a recession here. It may not be the opportunity. Whereas when you look at an insurance company and being able to provide security and safety, it's almost like going to your bank in a sense, except they don't have the same risks as a bank. They're built completely differently. So they are able to give you a flat floor, modest upside, upside better than what we have been historically able to receive from the bond market for the past 15 years. And for somebody to just dismiss it because they heard the term annuity in a bad light, I find that to be relatively foolish. I do think they need to explore that. 
when it comes to your retirement income plan, you must stay open-minded. There are a bevy of opportunities right in front of you that you might not even realize just because you have some preconceived notions in your head. The idea of sitting down with a retirement planner, a financial advisor, having the conversation about what might work for you within your plan. This is what it all comes down to. The conversations that Pat Volk and the entire team at Abish Financial Services have with their clients every single day. RetirementKeyRadio.com. That's our website. You can go there to learn more. And in particular, if you have questions about your own retirement savings plan, begin that conversation there as well. Again, the website, retirementkeyradio.com. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Key Podcast. Be sure to listen to the Retirement Key Radio Show, Saturdays and Sundays on WMAL. Investment advisory services offered through Abish Financial Wealth Management, LLC, number 310633, a registered investment advisor firm. Financial professionals are not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if Abish Financial Services is licensed in your state, please call 571-577-9968. Abish Financial Services is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Abish Financial Services, Inc., Virginia Insurance License, number 12782. Zero.